Welcome to the Cherokee Tribune Ledger Podcast. Today is Saturday, February 25th, and happy 74th birthday to wrestling legend Ric Flair. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing. I'm Matt Golden, and here are your top stories presented by Credit Union of Georgia. A woman was convicted of writing false prescriptions in Cherokee County. Two teens were injured in a Canton shooting. And Cherokee schools won state awards for communications. Plus, our very own Doug Harding sits down with Kevin Kenny, lead singer and guitarist of Driving and Crying, to talk about his shows in Georgia this week. What's great about Driving and Crying is that it's great for me, but not great for the other guys. They, they don't know what song is coming next, and they have to know over 120 songs. Oh, wow. And they never know what song is coming next. You know, it just I'm just feeling it, and I'll just start playing it. We'll have all this and more on the Cherokee Tribune Ledger podcast. You deserve better than your bank. Better service, better rates, better solutions. Now is the perfect time to make the switch to Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. Credit Union of Georgia is a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that will provide you with personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 accessible ATMs across the country, and convenient locations right here in Cherokee County, including the brand-new Hickory Flat Branch. Become a member today or apply for a loan online at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia. Georgia, the better way to bank. A woman has been convicted of illegally issuing prescriptions for controlled substances over several months in Cherokee County, and now four others have been indicted on charges connected to the operation. 47-year-old Leslie Arkenbolt from Woodstock was sentenced in January to three years of prison, followed by 12 years of probation after pleading guilty to the violation of the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations, or RICO, Act. Arkenbolt elected to resolve her case before it was indicted, so prosecutors proceeded with an accusation. According to prosecutors, Arkenbolt, who was employed by a doctor, repeatedly used a doctor's prescription pad to issue fraudulent prescriptions in the name and on the behalf of herself and others who had never been the doctor's patients. False prescriptions were issued between January 2nd and October 6th of 2022. The medications including Adderall, Hydrocodone, Xanax, Fentermine, and Tramadol. An indictment filed February 14th alleges that the group of associates includes, but is not limited to, Arkenbalt, Jessica Weaver, Kathy Hudson, and Jeffrey and Gina Moson. Weaver, Hudson, Jeffrey, and Gina Moson are charged with one count of violating the RICO Act. In the indictment, prosecutors say that four defendants allegedly conspired with Arkenbolt to illegally pertain prescription medications. According to the indictment, activities to support the prescription drug fraud include theft, forgery, identity fraud, and violations of the Georgia Controlled Substance Act. A Canton man is behind bars after police say he shot into a car and injured two teenagers. Canton police responded to the area of Hickory Knoll Drive and Oakside Drive at about 12.59 p.m. Wednesday in response to a firearm discharge call. There, they found two injured teens inside the car. After further investigation, police identified the shooter as Jacob Garcia of Canton. The 18-year-old Garcia was arrested at his home at 710 without incident. According to his arrest warrant, Garcia is charged with shooting multiple times into the car with the two teens. 
A 17-year-old was shot in the pelvic area, causing damage to the bone. A 15-year-old was hit by shrapnel in his arm and had lacerations. Both were treated at a local hospital, and the teen who was shot was in stable condition on Thursday. Garcia is charged with two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. Thursday, Garcia remained in custody at the Cherokee County Jail without bond. The Cherokee County School District recently won awards from a state public relations association for communications and community engagement. CCSD earned five best-in-state trophies and 14 gold awards at the Georgia School Public Relations Association's annual awards program last month. The district earned gold awards across the board in categories including annual report, crisis communications, excellence in writing, handbook, newsletter, photography, social media, special events, special publication, and videography, electronic media. CCSD won the best-in-state award in crisis communication for strategies to correct misinformation including its Fact vs. Fiction website, Excellence in Writing for its Teacher of the Year winner profiles, newsletter for its monthly district delegate magazine-style newsletter for employees, a second consecutive win, special events for its annual support staff employees of the year recognition program, and special publication for its annual Class Act magazine. While the awards reflect work primarily by CCSE's Office of Communication, other divisions were also honored with awards. The Office of Technology and Information Services earned its third consecutive gold award for its monthly newsletter for CCSD employees, and the Office of Financial Management earned a silver award for its annual budget report. To see the winning publications and projects, visit CherokeeK12.net. With 30 seconds left on the clock, David Hansrosh sank one of the most clutch shots of his career. He drilled a three-pointer to tie the game at 50-50, but with 20 seconds left on the clock, it wasn't even the biggest shot of the night. River Ridge's defense got a stop and a rebound as time ticked down. Jay McCord got to the three-point line, pulled up, and connected. McCord's shot gave the Knights a last-second 53-50 win. David finished as the Knights' leading scorer in the first-round win, picking up 17 points. Jay had 13 points, Grayson Hopp had 8 points, and Jackson Head tallied 7. Jackson Head's presence was critical in keeping the Panthers' big men contained, though he fouled out with 4 minutes remaining in the game. Coach Aaron Darling praised his team for sustaining the lead and keeping the defensive pressure up without one of their best players down the stretch. The buzzer-beating win was a massive energy and confidence boost for River Ridge after it fell in the region's 6-6A championship game to Etowah. The Knights now travel to Blessed Trinity for round two today. Engineer solutions of Georgia. We guarantee a stable drive foundation. With over 30 years of experience and a lifetime of support. Residential and commercial. Hey, we do it all. For basement waterproofing and repairs to your foundation. I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty. I want to share with small businesses one of the smartest moves we ever made in real estate. We bought our business properties and did not lease our offices, and we paid ourselves instead of our landlords. It was an additional revenue source for our company without any additional work. If you are two years in business and occupy over 50% of the space, 
you very well might qualify for a no money down loan to buy your business property. Whether it's an office property, retail, industrial, or any other number of commercial properties, you may qualify. Owning your business property could eliminate or reduce the check you send to the IRS. Owning your place of work will also enable you to use additional equity to borrow or save. Please call me at 678-708-6885 or visit drakerealty.com and see if we can help you build equity and wealth in your business. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. Day campers at the new LB The Buzz Aaron's Recreation Center have enjoyed the rock wall, basketball court, and other activities during Cherokee Recreation and Parks non-stop action break camp. During this winter break camp, campers went on three field trips during the week and all lunches were provided. If your kids missed out on all the fun this time, no worries. There will be a spring into action break camp April 3rd through the 7th at The Rec. For more information, head over to playcherokee.com. Cherokee started fast in Wednesday's 59-45 first-round home playoff win over West Forsyth. The Warriors scored 24 points in the opening quarter and overcame the absence of their top interior presence, Dastin Hart. Nate Speaks got the start in place of Hart and provided valuable minutes as a disruptor inside. Cherokee also turned to a smaller lineup with Hayden Darko seeing the floor, who hit some key shots in the second quarter. Coach Vimon credited Speaks' defense for sparking Cherokee in the second half after it came out of the locker room slow on offense. Speaks forcefully blocked a shot on West Forsyth's first possession on the game and sent two more shots away in the second half. Cameron Pope's scoring was huge for the Warriors. He jump-started their offense with 10 first-quarter points, including a pair of three-pointers. Pope finished with a game-high 20 points and connected on four three-pointers. Behind Pope, Tayden Doan scored nine and Braylon Giddens, Lawrence Sanford, and Darko all had eight points. The Warriors will host Burkmar on Saturday after the Patriots upset Buford 58-53 on Wednesday night. And now, here's Doug Harding with Kevin Kenny, the lead singer of Driving and Crying. Appreciate everybody tuning in. My name is Doug Harding, and it's so great to have, I guess call him a, a local musical legend, Kevin Kenny. You know him from Driving and Crying. Also, his solo work, and currently, Think About It tour. Kevin, you're doing some Driving and Crying dates also, right? Uh, I've, no, I've been doing, me and Amy Ray are out there doing it right now. We have two more shows this weekend, and we just did, like, Texas and uh, Louisiana and Mississippi, Alabama, and uh, we did Nashville last Saturday or Sunday, and then we're going to do Athens and Atlanta this weekend, and uh, so we're excited. You know, it's, it's a really great show, and it's, I know a lot about a lot of my friend's music, but it's when you get to open, you really get this like drink in the entire experience, you know, you know, you really get to, you have a good opportunity to like really listen. And I think both of us are like getting turned on by all of our, you know, I mean, she's seen me play of course, but she don't think she's really seen like, you know, as many shows in a row ever. And we ran on tour and so she's just got a great band and her songwriting is really great. And she's, um, 
just really flooring me every night. Her, she's driving the van. She's backing up that trailer. <laughs> There's, you know, it's not a tour bus. I mean, she's got six really great, talented musicians, and uh, I'm co-opting them uh, one by one. So <laughs> by the end of the show, I have all six on stage with me. Because <laughs> so, good music, I think, morphs. Is, is It's a good, you know, the thing about music is that it can be, it's fluid. You know, you, it can push and pull. And I mean, it's, and that's really what I do. I don't have, um, my arrangements are not that complicated. And my chord st- structure is not that complicated. It's, it's really more about stopping and starting and coming in and surfing. It's more like surfing, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Me and Gib Droll used to, one of our best shows we ever did together, we were playing guitar. We were in the Hilton Head, and we just watched the um, documentary about Dogtown, and that was one of our best shows ever because we felt like we were, like, carving, and we were, like, letting it fall and jumping in. You know, you just kind of see the world, you know. I mean, after doing thousands and thousands and thousands of shows, like we have, me and Amy have probably done three to 4,000 shows a piece, you know, at a whole another Zen level, you know, especially when we're doing the set list different every night and things are changing. So dynamics, 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 that's really what, what makes for me makes uh, and set list and reading the audience. And I don't use any set list ever. I just really kind of read the audience and, and, you know, 85% of the time I'm pretty right. And the 15% I'm not, I just call it art. <laughs> okay. You know, you learn, you live, you learn. You're talking about Amy Ray from the Indigo Girls, you know, a local band from right here in Atlanta. Also, I've noticed a lot on your album, Think About It, that you've got half the band REM in there. You got Peter Buck, and then you have the drummer Bill Berry. Yeah. And I had thought that he was retired out of music for good. Well, he's kind of a well. He made a record with Mike Mantione uh, called "The Bad Ends." It's on New West Records, mm-hmm. and so I, and I work with David. I made it at this in Athens, so they're, they're I, I'm using Athens musicians. The the drummer Darren is from Athens. Uh, David Barbie is Athens. Brad Morgan from the Drive By Truckers is from Athens. The string arrangements and all that they're all Athens students and Athens musicians, except for my brother. He lives in Atlanta here with me. You know, not it with me at Pine Lake, but um, yeah. So yeah, Peter Buck was in town. We were doing a Cracker Earth uh, camp out, and Peter was playing. I was playing. I started this project like on one of those nights, the night before I played the Cracker um camp out, and uh, uh, Peter was there. So uh, Peter was like, hey, you know, he's very fast. So I just he came in and he was one of the first musicians on it, and then COVID hit, and then I couldn't get anybody back, and it's, some people had to do it remotely. Peter couldn't do it remotely because he works with out of Portland with Scott McCoy is his main guy. And, uh, and everybody was just closed. So, uh, so Bill Berry came in on the last one of the last things I did and was like, cause David Barbie had, had been working with him and they're good friends. And uh, so I don't know Bill as much as I know everybody else. And I think I know Michael more than I know Bill, you know, but he's great. You know, he was, he's got, he plays all the percussion on it. It's a great vibe, and you know, so that was cool. And Peter, of course, is really signature. He's got his. He brought some of his REM guitars over, and you know, his twelve string, and his. He's also got some of the later REM, like the, his Ebo, you know, that 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 right. dissonant, the dissonant thing on the song called the Innocent, you know, the re- Innocent Part Two or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much my career is just taking advantage of whatever is laying around, you know, like. 
I think that I learned my musical thing from my dad making dinner on Saturday nights. You know, it's like, you know, there's nothing to eat. And then, you know, we have five kids in our family growing up. And, uh, you know, my dad would be make, you know, some sort of recipe. <laughs> Mashed potatoes inside the meatloaf or he'd find something, you know, he'd make it, he'd make something out of something. So that's kind of how I think my musical career has been just kind of like, I, cause I'm, I'm a bit, you know, I'm not on a spectrum or anything like that. I don't think, but I have a very short attention span and planning things out gets, gets me stressed a little bit. So I kind of prefer to just, what's great about driving and crying is that, it's great for me, but not great for the other guys. They they don't know what song is coming next, and they have to know over 120 songs. Oh wow! And they never know what song is coming next. You know, it just I'm just feeling it, and I'll just start playing it. You know, like we did a song at the Variety that night called "Light" from a record we made at Geffen. We probably haven't played it in a year, and I just start playing it, <laughs> and they know it. I just went dun, 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 and they and they jumped in. I see the light. You know, it was really great. So. I'm blessed to surround myself with really quality people who know how to listen and, and don't get stressed out. Like, I don't know what, oh, like, well, if you don't, if you, if you screwed up, it's music, you know, it'll be okay. You know, speaking of the new album, think about it. Isn't another Scarlet Butterfly, isn't that a, a, an old driving and crying song? Yeah, it's from uh, the, our first record. I wrote it, I might have even written it before the first, I might have been. I might have tried to do it in my punk rock band in 1981, but I can't remember. But yeah, it is from our first record. And um, the, the lyrics just seem very topical to me. And Peter Buck came up with a really cool riff that was like lifted. It, I felt like it was a Patti Smith riff. So I called Lenny K from the Patti Smith group. It was like, I played it to him over the phone. I was like, is this one of your riffs? It's like, <laughs> we were, he was like, I don't think it is, but I, I like it. So it's kind of a, you know, I mean, I'm a huge Patty Smith fan, so it's a bit of a like, a, like a, a if you listen to the song "Dancing Barefoot," it's kind of like, oh that. yeah, no, so it's very much like "Dancing Barefoot." It's a great song, but, uh, yeah, great, really great song, or "Ghost Dance" and things like that. Uh we shall live again. I like to reapproach certain songs. I like reapproach the innocent on there. I reapproach Scarlet Butterfly. You know, I've reapproached Scarlet Smarter on my Flower and a Knife record I did with Warren Haynes. I've I'm not afraid to redo something and maybe just as my voice has changed over, it was 38 years ago since I did that. I have a, a little bit lower voice now and things like that. So I kind of, the whole record is me and my friend, Eric von Hessler, who made this documentary about me. He did this uh, about John crying, but he's really smart and really, uh, he loves music. He just, I mean, he texts me all the time. Just like, have you heard this? you know, whatever song, Paul McCartney or Crowded House song, or that's all we talk about is music. And so um, he had this podcast idea for us and it was like Kevin Kinney, it's like three in the morning. So that's kind of what this thing is like. I, I sing this whole record as if I'm singing to you in my apartment in like, when you live in an apartment, you can't just project at three in the morning. You know, you can't just like, has Scarlet Butterfly fades into the, you know, it's like got neighbors, you know? So the whole record is I intentionally told David Barbie, I was like, I really want to keep this like really intimate and just really kind of like understated up until would be the credits would be the one with Bill Barry on it. That's the one I really kind of sing. I reimagined the first songs, uh, think about it to stop, look, listen, think about it. I put it, I bookended it, you know, and that one is kind of like, you know, 
it opens up a little bit. So I try to use a cinematic approach to to music, you know, when I do that, you know, when I make records, I try to I try to make it into a small movie these days cuz after I've made 19 or 20 albums, I don't know, and um, I want it to be an an adventure for me that's interesting to talk about and to listen to, you know. Would you ever consider or maybe have you already done a score to a movie or TV show? I, you know, I I toyed around with some, like, but usually, you know, I did uh, the Archer the Archer series uh, that was fun. I did one season of Archer when they had to change their name from ISIS because ISIS came, and so they had to become a different oh. agency down in Miami, and they became like a uh, one of the characters became a country singer. So I wrote Shirley's some songs for Shirley and uh, and did some soundtracks for that, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I've done things, but every time I try to do something, it always sounds like Ry Cooter or something. So I don't know, you know, yeah, I'd rather they just use my songs, (laughs) just use them and sporadically use them or cut them up or take the vocals out or something like that. But, uh, I've never really, uh, tried to approach that yet, but I probably will later when I get done trying to travel, you know, right now I'm still able to travel, you know, I'm getting up there, but it's, I'm still, you know, for another 10 years or so, I'll be still be able to travel and, and play music, you know? Well, that's great. You know, I'm a big uh, movie and uh, TV show fan and I love soundtracks. What's it like to actually hear a song of yours in a movie or TV show? I've only been oh, on the, on the Archer thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was cool. Well, I didn't really, I didn't sing any of it. It was all sung by Jesse Lee uh, Martin, Jesse Lynn Martin. And the fun one was, is we redid, uh, we redid Danger Zone with Kenny Loggins. And so we got to talk <laughs> with Kenny Loggins and he's re-sang Danger Zone in a country kind of thing with Shirley, did a little duet with Shirley. So that was fun, but I've never really been in a movie. I think I've had one song in, uh, if you watch Canadian Bacon in the, in the first, uh, couple minutes of it i think john candy uh hits the radio and one of our songs comes on because i i ran into michael moore at a bar in athens after he did a speech at the college i gave him you know i was like i'm gonna give him my all my records and then he he called me and uh was like hey uh kevin it's michael moore and i got a uh i need a song to use just for a little bit, would you mind if I use that? I said, yeah, go absolutely. So he used like a couple seconds of it. That was kind of cool. He was a cool guy. I like Michael Moore. You know, I'm yeah. I haven't had a very many. My wife is doing this uh, sound, this retrospect of my career. It over o e v r e over 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 perspective of my career. And she's got almost fifty artists. It's called "Let's Go Dancing." It's a it's a collection of 50, like fifty artists doing my songs and reimagined. And there are some real I can't really talk about it yet, but there's some real special songs on there that have been reimagined by some really cool artists that I think might might wind up in 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 movies and things like that. I think it's it's pretty cool. She's been working on it for a few years now. As it was, you know, so. It was kind of a secret to me, so but I, you know, started hearing about it a little bit, you know, here and there. So, is that going to be a documentary, an album? What exactly is it? It's an album. It'll start streaming soon. I think the first ones are is will be in March sometime. So, you'll start seeing a trickle out. I'm not sure how, what kind of publicists 
Sis, they have uh, probably, I, I probably would err on the side of Steve. You know, I like Steve. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that project. Yeah, someday maybe I'll hear my songs in a show or something. That'd be, but, you know, I was excited the first time I ever heard myself on 96 Rock. That was pretty cool. What song was that? Was it Find Me Courageous? It's probably Honeysuckle Blue. was like the first one I think I heard on 96 Rock. Maybe Can't Promise You the World, but I don't know if that was on there. I don't think they played that one. So, so um, I didn't want to overthink it. Is there a riff or another song you've heard another artist write that you wish you had written? All the time, yeah. And I've probably stolen a little bit of them as we go. I tell you, R.E.M. probably is probably one of the most, Peter Buck is probably one of the most underrated guitar players. I think he's a top five guitar player in the world, personally. And that's not because I'm familiar with him as a friend and colleague, but I really think that that the R.E.M., I'm not sure who writes all the licks. I know he plays the licks, but like the opening to Feeling Gravity Pull, the opening to to uh, South Central Rain, the openings to One I Love, the opening. I mean, there's a lot of classic guitar riffs and all that stuff that I'm really, I really love. You know, he's very underrated. He should be in always in the top ten guitar players. You know, they play. You know, but because he plays rhythm, rhythm guitar players don't get a lot of respect because they're not shredding all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not, a sh I don't like shredding. I don't, you know, I, I'll do it for fun, but I'm really more of a melody. I like to write my solos and like Leonard Skinner, you know, when I was on tour with Skinner, they really, the thing I learned about Leonard Skinner touring with them is they really love the Beatles. They were, they thought they were the Beatles. Like when they were rehearsing, they wanted their songs to be like the Beatles. Like when the Beatles play rain, it's rain. There's no extended jams for like the extended jam that Skinner has in Freebird is written. The solo for Saturday night special is written. That's what it is. I kind of liked that idea, you know, I mean, of keeping, you know, so it can't promise you the world. Now when I have a guitar player, I always extended for them to reimagine it, you know, I mean, my guitar part is always the same melody. I like I like my guitar solos to be like I can't promise you the world. It's like da 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 da, da, da. Bop, bop, like like horn sections or something like that, you know. So, but yeah, I'm jealous of just about anything Sabbath did. Tony Iommi, Jimmy Page, you know, even you know like you know. But yeah, I mean, I there's a lot of great riffs out there, you know. Uh, the Jack White, and uh, I'm jealous constantly, you know, you know. <laughs> Jane's Addiction, Jane's Addiction had some great riffs and things like that, you know. And Guns N' Roses, of course, had a lot of great licks. And like, oh, that's a great riff. That's a, I started to steal one of those from uh, The Sweet Child of Mine. I tried to steal that for the song called Wild Dog Moon. I kind of like, oh, this is going to be my slash tribute. You know, that was in 1989. I don't even know if they were, had their record. I, I don't, did they? I know. Yeah. Appetite came out in 1987, I think. 86, yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, that was my uh, my slash tribute. But yeah, you know, I, I love music. You know, I'm a music fan, so I mean, I listen to music constantly. And when we were out with the Black Crows, it was really, I think, reconnecting with 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 Rich and Chris was my favorite thing. Was the having them just kind of like. Like as the tour ended and all that stuff, they were sending me playlists and turning me on to people in, in their part. They grew, live on the West Coast. And so there's like all these great Pasadena bands that I had never heard of, the Lemon Twigs and all these people. And they're like, oh, did you ever hear of this guy? I'm like, no, I don't. So, I mean, I downloaded, a, like, you know, 10 or 15 different 
artists that I'd never heard of that I'm, you know, I have it now on my, uh, they're like all, it's called Disciples of Sid Barrett is the name of my playlist because mm-hmm. they're all kind of based on, on early Pink Floyd and, you know, the early psychedelic movement. So, okay. So the Think About It tour, it's going to be at the 40 Watt in Athens. And then on Sunday, it's going to be at the Variety Playhouse. What other dates are you going to be doing besides that? Every three months, I'm doing a show at Eddie's Attic. I'm doing four shows this year, kind of like a residency. And in April and May, um, I did a, this thing called free parking from this room here, from this very mic here during the <laughs> pandemic. And I'm taking that to Nashville live. And I'm doing it at the East Side Bowl in Nashville in April and May. And I'll be broadcasting it on some sort of format. I'm not sure. But it's free to get in. It's $20 if you want to leave early. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We're charging people to leave. If you stay where the whole thing is free. <laughs> the, 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 the sooner you leave, uh, the more it costs. If you stay at the end, it's only like $3 to leave. <laughs> so, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel here. But see how that's working for me. It's Kevin Kinney from Driving and Crying. Also, his solo work, uh, Think About It tour, happening right now. Also, pick up the album, Think About It. You can find out more about this at drivinandcrying.com. Kevin, it has been great talking with you today. I really, really appreciate everything. Well, it's nice talking with you. Wish we had another two hours to rant, but... uh... Uh, Yeah, I could do that too, and I I certainly appreciate everything, and best of luck to you this year. Keep on keeping on, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, what are you doing? I'm adding to my Pinterest boards. There are so many great Pinterest ideas out there. I don't know which one to start first. I know what you mean. That's why I made plans to go to the Georgia Pinners Conference at the Cobb Galleria on March 24th and 25th. The Georgia Pinners Conference? What's that? It's the one event where creative, passionate do-it-yourselfers go to attend classes taught by the best Pinterest presenters from all over the nation. There are over 100 classes showcasing the most popular Pinterest trends, and the best part is that you can make and complete your projects right then and there. Plus, there's over 200 vendors showcasing their new products for the year. That sounds like something I definitely want to attend. I know! This is going to be so much fun! The Georgia Pinners Conference, the Cobb Gallery on March 24th and 25th. Go to ga.pinnersconference.com to register and sign up for classes you're most interested in. But hurry, classes fill up fast. That's georgia.pinnersconference.com. Thanks again for listening to today's Cherokee Tribune Ledger podcast. Did you know that over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and be sure to share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa Flash Briefing or your Google Home Briefing and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, Executive Producer. Doug Harding, Creative Director. Jacob Sutherland, Director. Producers Jason Gentarola and Matt Golden. And Jin Rei Zhang, Video Producer. All rights reserved.